If you want heaps good history, a little touch of mystery, with lots of hilarity, it's Adderall. Welcome to Adderall, the Heaps Good History podcast where in each episode we share stories from South Australia's unique and often hilarious history. In each episode, myself, Dan, and my good mate Tom... That's me. Get together over a local beer and share a piece of SA's history. Could be a place, person, a celebrity, icon or event. Neither knows what the other is truly going to bring to the table. I'm a born and bred South Aussie with a wealth of local memories dating back over 30 years. And Tom moved here in 2003 at the age of 15 and brings a touch of the outsider's perspective. All right, boy. Beer of the episode. Beer of the episode this week is the uh, Maybach. From the Goodison Brewery of McLaren Vale. Sounds Goodison. It, oh, brilliant. And mm. I'll give you the tasting notes. It's a brilliant, clear, medium-bodied... <laughs> that is strong, just looking at that. ...malt-driven German-style Bock with undertones of spice and medium bitterness. Perfect for the warm, sunshine days of spring. It's the middle of autumn. I figured it would be perfect. We're just anarchists. Uh, we, we, don't play yeah. by, we don't play by the rules. They can't tell us when to drink it. They, exactly. And it's 1.7 standard drinks, which mm. is, but that's okay because uh, if we record two episodes tonight, the other beer is slightly lesser okay, on cool. the alcohol and we are content. Doing that tonight. Yes, we will. Nice. Uh, before we get started, it is South Australia History Month. It is South Australian History Month. Yeah, so um, stay tuned. We're going to probably try and do a special podcast where we get out and about as South Australia History yeah, Month. We'll have to do something. Yeah, we'll do something. Uh, have a bit of a laugh. Um, for more information, go to history.sa.gov.au to find out more about what's going on at SA History Month. Heaps there's of good stuff. There's going stacks. On. Yeah, we'll go. Heaps we'll go and see. Way too much. Yeah, we'll go. Yeah, yeah, we'll go to some. <laughs> Too much, if anything. We'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll go to an event and we'll either try to do something while we're there or we'll yeah. try and do a show afterwards. We'll find something to cool. sneak in there. And just letting all our listeners know, you can find us on social media, um, Facebook slash Heaps Good History. That's correct. Um, Adelol Podcast on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, also, if you want to contact us with any ideas for the show or if you want to add something that you like heard about the show, uh, you can get in touch with us, Adelol Podcast at gmail.com. Yeah, if you want to correct any of our factual errors. <laughs> um, <laughs> Good luck. All right, let's crack let's these beers. The beer. All right, let's yeah. do it. All right, I'm going to crack this one. All right, before we get to the story and while we're cracking the beers, Ooh, did you go. go on social media this week or listen to the news or anything like that? Only Cheers, on mate. only on Facebook and Instagram. I'm okay. not a big Twitter user, so you're no, going to have to be the me. one that fills me in. Did you hear about the Fire Festival at all? No. Are you serious? Oh, is, is that the one? Is, hang on, is that the festival that Ja Rule... Yep. Yeah, 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 I did hear about that. Okay. I did hear about that. Uh, basically, a big festival. Tickets were up to $12,000. Okay, so just for, just for rich people. Just for rich people. Colossal failure. It was on like an island. Uh, promised luxury accommodation. It was basically like mm-hmm. the tents you see at Shelter Relief. Amazing. Like yep, 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 yep. Promised yep. gourmet meals. Yep. Uh, basically cheese sandwiches and things like that. I know what this episode's going to be about. You, you do already? Okay, so. Yeah, it's, it's, you, you're going to do the, um, the uh, live at the zoo, yep. aren't you? Yeah. I was going to do this. <laughs> Were you? I, I was going to like propose this as an episode idea okay. because I have a personal connection. Okay, well, don't tell it until the end because I've got, there's so much to get through. It's insane. Okay. And I, when I picked this story up, I'm like, I only just kind of remembered it. I'm like, I remember there was like a festival. Um, so anyway, we'll get started. No, I'll, I'll, I remember there was kind of a festival. I'm like, oh, it was kind of like the fire festival. And as I read more and more into it and as I started talking to people, I was like, Oh my God. Bang on. There is too much to cover yep. in this. Yep. But I'm going to do my best. Um, or if your personal story gets... My personal story, I can, I can knock it out in about three minutes. Okay. It's, it's, but it relates to the festival. It, we, and it was the reason why I started putting together a proposal to do this exact thing. Oh my God. Oh, this is I wrote, I wrote I probably like 500 words of just an idea to put forward to you. So, yeah. All right. This All is right. the story of Live at the Zoo. So we're Amazing. taking you all the way back to 2008. Well, the festival was in 2009, but in 2008, Peter Rowe, an Adelaide salesman, purchased a festival instruction book online. <laughs> from, it's already amazing. From, from Hal Royce. So just so we're clear, he's never, he's never hosted a festival. No, he's never, no, he doesn't no, even work in the he, music industry. He's bought a book. He, just, he bought a book. He's, he bought a book. Yeah, he, he, so yeah. Hal's a US promoter who's been producing festivals um, since like 1975. And these are festivals of up to 100,000 people. Brilliant. Seems so to, real festivals. Seems to make a living of it. Seems to know what he's doing. Uh, has had a few events that have ended in controversy. Oh, we've all well. made mistakes. Um, and also seems a little crazy. <laughs> if you did any research at all. 
Okay. But Peter requested that Howe come to Adelaide to produce an outdoor multi-day Easter time music Amazing. festival in Yankalilla. The, ori- okay. the original site okay. of what was going right. to uh, be live at the... Well, the Yanks. The, the uh, uh, yeah, festival. Peter had never promoted or organised anything through his newly established <laughs> like events company. A piss, like a piss up in a brewery or even just <laughs> no. like his kid's birthday Avalon party. Events. Yep. Okay. He worked in the sales department of a well-known Adelaide commercial printing company. Well, I mean, perfect. The perfect grounding to then go on to um, produce and host a live music event. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, spot on. Yeah. So how the US guy was like, well, maybe try something a little smaller for your first time, Peter. Like, yeah. I don't know, maybe a Thursday night gig at the Cranker, yeah, see yeah, how yeah. that goes, before you start, you yep. know, a multi-day... Yeah, thousand people, something small. Something small. Yep. But no, Peter was all in. <laughs> He's oh. like, either it's a, it's either 10,000 people, it's either big day out, yep. 2.0, or it's nothing. Mm. Yeah. That is basically exactly the same. He's like one of those people that's like, I read Fifty Shades of Grey, <laughs> I reckon I can write an erotic novel. <laughs> Shout out to a better at a point. Yeah, 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 they are. Um... Uh, so Peter, uh, Hal was like, try something smaller, but Peter was like, no. So he asked Hal if he could, it could be done with his help. And Hal stated, and look, I'm going off a lot of reported issues in this story, so take none of this as fact, but okay. this is what I can yeah, 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 yeah. It's all Hal, hearsay. It's all hearsay. Hal stated, that's an extremely tight schedule, but as long as there's no multi-week delays and I arrive by November 30, we'll be good. So Hal was hired to manage all daily Operations of the festival. Yep, from start to finish. The American I'm, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hazard a guess and say he doesn't get there by November 30. Peter did not produce the plane ticket for Hal until December 16th, and Hal arrived in Adelaide December 20th. So okay, there's, there's, so three weeks after he. Yeah, as long as there's no multi-week delays throughout this, um, straight away. Define multi. <laughs> there's, there's your delays. When Hal arrived in Adelaide. He was shocked to find that there was no venue locked in. Or any people that wanted to go to his festival. And told Peter, you've got to switch the event to October. Yep. Uh, so they could do it properly. But no, nah, Peter was set on his Easter long weekend Woodstock style festival. Brilliant. How repeatedly told Peter to stop referring it to a Woodstock style festival. Uh, as as there would not be any wood or stock. Because <laughs> it does not bode well with like regulators, councils, laws. Um, remember Woodstock 99? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but so also like Woodstock 69 was like, <laughs> it, was, it was a mess. Like that's the whole, that's the, that's the history of it. it. It was kind of spontaneous and all over the place. And yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but Peter persisted with his Woodstock style festival. Yeah, okay. So basically he knows nothing about music, the history of music, the history of festivals or how to operate a festival. And he's using like terminology that's just going to like upset <laughs> yeah. and not only alienate potential like crowd, because they're just going to think, well, like, I don't want to go to a psychedelic yeah. rock festival. So not only alienating potential crowd, but also just like scaring the shit out of any kind of members of lo- yeah. regulators or local council members that might mm-hmm. offer up a site for this yeah. event. Brilliant. The two guys did not get along from the get-go. And mm-hmm. now there's a full-sledged, like, just going back and forth online. Well, if you, if, if you want to put together a festival um, and you have no experience, the first thing you want to do is recruit someone that you fucking hate <laughs> to, help you, to help you put it together. Um, you can find this. I'm not going to say where it is, but you can find this information quite easily. Uh, Hal has stated online. Google. Peter could not pull his weight and soon became a major liability to his own event. Whereas right. Peter has stated, I hired him because I thought he was the world's best event producer and I was taken to the cleaners by him. So from what I can gather... So they're just basically, they're just throwing blame back and forth. Yeah, and at each other, yeah. There's a website set up by Howe which lists like Peter's personal address... Um, oh, wow. like financial details, okay. details like that I cannot mention here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I'm just like, oh my God, what can I cover and what can I not cover? Ah. Um, but it's an amazing, like a 34-page rant about the festival. That's amazing. Um, it's insane. So if you do ever get a bit of time to read, I recommend that you read it. Um, but from what I can gather, like looking at both sides of the story, Peter was completely inexperienced. Yeah. It's a fact. Um, overzealous, undercashed, unprofessional, and didn't want to put any work in, just wanted mm-hmm, like the fun mm-hmm. of the festival. Whereas how was unfamiliar with how things worked in Australia. Yeah. Um, not given enough red tape. Yeah. A lot of not red given tape. enough yep. resources and control, but also a little crazy. <laughs> <laughs> um so after two uh, and a music promoter, right? So after two and a half months of no success of finding a festival location, they finally found 
the Minato Zoo. And at this stage, in have February. You, at this stage, they've laid, laid down a, a date. A date. No, there's there's nothing. They found the they found the venue. Okay, in so sl- slow to well, get. No, they've yeah locked into Easter. They're like we're doing okay. this in Easter. Okay, well, Peter's like okay. we're doing this. In so Easter. hang on, Easter would have been what mid April. Yep. So they've got two months. They and they're already they've already wasted two and a half months. Yep. So they're two and a half months and they've done nothing. They've got two months left. Pull the plug. Yeah, that's right. And Peter's like, shift it to October, man. We can do it in October. But how... Uh, or as, as they, as they yeah. say in the industry, rocktober. But yeah. Peter, Peter, probably, oh, been so good. Peter probably didn't know that because... Yeah, um, how's like, Peter, do it in October. Peter's like, nah, it's Easter. <laughs> so he's like, we can't have a Woodstock-style festival <laughs> in... Uh... The zoo had just purchased a new 450-hectare uh, area behind the zoo. And I guess we're keen to make a bit of money off it before they made it part of the zoo. Amazing. Uh, do you know much about Minato at all and the land surrounding Minato? Um, I know <laughs> I know that it's fairly close to Murray Bridge. Yep. Um, and it's it's fairly dry. It's like dust. Yeah, it's like it's dry dust. soil. Anyone yeah, know yeah, the, yeah, yeah. the area? Like, the reason why it's not been used for farming and stuff like that and the reason why it's... It's a shitty land. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. So they've got their stuff now. Got the venue. Um, two and a half months out. Here's the press release. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Live at the zoo is the first Falls Pyridith, Pyramid Meredith style music and arts festival in a weekend campout format, custom for South Australian festival fans. Hang on, hang on. It, it, it just reads horribly. It, oh, yeah, it does read horribly. So it's the first. Falls. What they're trying to say is the first for South Australia, but they don't say that until they until the end. Until the very end. So it's a sentence that's like more than twenty five words so long. So they're saying it's like a fall. That's not a great way to start Mer- a press, Mer- press release. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The epic event is to be staged on the monstrous fire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's going to be epic. I, I can, I can, I can tell you that. Hectare tract, allowing for multiple stages and room to roam. Camping is encouraged. Included in every ticket and allowed on the sixty eight hectare. Concert and oh, well, that's lovely. It's like they're uh, they're looking out for the punter. Quote from Hal, American. <laughs> this <laughs> this site could camp half a million people and hold fifteen stages without any sound bleed if we needed it. But we expect twenty thousand for our first event. Oh yes. no! Yes. No. 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 Yes. No. 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 Uh, back in this day, um, uh, big day out was twelve thousand. Lucky, lucky to pull like twenty thousand. Okay, and that's like a like an Australian institutional festival. Or yeah, was at the time. yeah, yeah. Uh, Future Music was only pulling about ten thousand. They're yeah, just yeah, they're yeah, all yeah. in on this. Yeah, even Soundwave and stuff was that was early days. Soundwave yeah. two thousand eight, and they were getting like like five or six. Yeah, and Van, I think Vans walked to oh that was a bit. Uh, but they were getting yeah. really good bands. Yeah. and you know still not pulling oh, crowds bigger than great bands at this festival. Don't get me wrong, <laughs> but there's a lot of problems. <laughs> Peter kept stating because Falls Festival was two hundred and forty dollars, live at the zoo should be too. <laughs> oh, okay, <laughs> but you, okay, J- just to clarify a few things for like, and, and let's let's look beyond the fact that he doesn't know anything about the music industry. Yeah, just like simple business and like rational kind of yep. reasonable, you know, thought economic understanding. People aren't going to pay that much for a first time festival. That's right. You have to establish it first. Yeah, people are going to take a gamble on whether or not it's shit. Like they're gonna, they'll come to a festival that's been running for five years and has been excellent for four mm-hmm. of those years. Um, they'll come on the fifth year and pay two hundred and forty dollars. Yeah, but they won't pay it first year for a brand new festival. That's that's like, it. That's Falls insane. was twenty years old and features well established international acts. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This yeah. was not going to have an international. Act. And it's also it's in a really good location now. Monado, be- <laughs> Monado Zoo is beautiful, but it's not a great place. <laughs> no, to the host zoo's great, a- but that's it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Tickets went on sale uh, February 2009 with pre-sale weekend passes. So hang on, tickets went on sale like they found eight, the venue eight, eight weeks before with, the event without a lineup. At okay. one hundred and eighty-five dollars was the special pre-sale price. Uh, after pre-sale, they were going to be two hundred and twenty-five bucks. Which okay. now, if you said two hundred twenty-five bucks for a four, yeah, this they, is like ten years deal. ago. But this is ten years ago. No yeah, one's yeah, paying yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, Peter would not tolerate a break-even point, uh, point of two, 4,000 tickets. So he demanded the price stay high. And I guess Hal had no idea of like costs or anything like that. Um, well, yeah, but how, if he has no idea of costs, how does he project that that's going to be the break-even? No, I think this is all Peter's doing. Oh, God. As soon, this is such a nightmare. As soon as the tickets went on sale, it was announced by the media Australia had officially entered a recession. 
Oh, <laughs> well, that's not that's not their fault. That's but, not their fault. But also, but... <laughs> Hal had attempted to resign a few times by this point, apparently due to Peter's lack of. Okay, so before so before the yeah. recession, before the like complete collapse of everything, he's yeah. already like. Fuck this! I'm getting out. It's a sinking ship. Yeah, he I'm knows off. it's a sinking ship. But <sighs> the zoo was like, "Well, we're canning it if you pull out." So he's like, okay. oh, "I guess I'll stick around." Um, whereas um, Peter continued not to put work in and just worked his day job at the printing company. <laughs> <laughs> he just like has this job on the side. <laughs> yeah, I know. He's no, not even like, on side. It was a full time job. Like, he's like, uh, hey, 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 Peter, uh, I need you to sign some paperwork. Yeah, um, probably be home by about six thirty. Um, gonna gonna have to say go ahead and just um just hold off on that. Uh, I'll be back there in a few hours. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Big uh, big work schedule over here. It's like, come on, man, really? Yeah, you. So they're two months out. They haven't released a lineup, got any sponsors or vendors, or even started promoting. So obviously nobody bought a ticket in a recession. Holding. A festival in a Minato scrub. Here are some of the comments from a forum that I found um, that kind of the forum starts before the festival and it kind Amazing. of goes all, all the way through. Amazing. Considering the big day out is lucky to get. Did you get? A, did you get a name? I, I want to know, like the the, the the person giving the quote, how, you know, like was like fizzy, fizzy, <laughs> fizzy, fizzy festival lover sixty nine no, or something like no. that. Oh, okay. Considering the big day out is lucky to get thirty thousand in Adelaide, and events like Future Music are only pulling ten, they really have no chance. These pretty pe- much yep. these people have no idea. This yep. is my favorite one. Bang on. uh, before the festival. If it wasn't for the price, lineup, and in the dustiest place on earth, I might be keen. <laughs> <laughs> what a diss! Uh, if it wasn't it wasn't for the fact that every aspect of the festival looks shit, uh, I'd buy a ticket. So people in this forum start selling weekend passes very early on for like a hundred bucks. Okay, then so they grab the weekend passes and then realize that they were they'd been. Yeah. They've been shafted and then try to offload them. Then a few weeks before the festival is seventy bucks. Oh a, my god! A week or so before the festival, and these are hundred ninety five. Yeah. Like the pre, these are pre sale double passes that they bought at one hundred ninety five dollars, and they're trying to offload them at seventy bucks. Yep. because they're like, this is a fucking train wreck. A week before the festival, people can't give them away. Oh my god! <laughs> they're like, literally, take my ticket. Yeah, I, I think people will, like, I think I've got two be, tickets in North Adelaide. Come pick them up. Someone I'm concerned that it will be damaging to my health to actually attend this festival. I'd rather that you just take <laughs> the, the ticket off of me and go. An estimate of four thousand two hundred wristbands were given over the weekend, but only one thousand five hundred tickets were sold. Oh wow! So there were two thousand seven hundred complimentary tickets given away, just totally devaluing. All the other well, tickets. yeah, like, but okay. So this this is why this, this is like obvious indication that he has absolutely no idea what he's doing. Um, yeah. This this Peter guy, because like, if you're if you're demanding that the price stay high, and then later on realizing that you haven't sold enough, you can't like under undercut yourself by then just handing out that's a whole right. bunch of complimentary but tickets he on top of. The- and that's what he did. So he's like, if if we haven't sold hardly any tickets because the price was too fucking high and nobody, everyone's smart enough to realise that this is gonna, mm. not going to work. So in order to make sure that there are actually enough of a crowd there just for like, you know... <laughs> make it to, look decent. To, to make it look decent, yeah. we're just going to have to give away two and a half thousand tickets. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so what's the point of having the t- So why don't you just make the tickets... Fine. Why don't you just make the tickets cheaper? Yeah, that's right. Um, bit of a personal connection myself. Uh, my mate, a good mate of mine and his friend were drinking in a pub. I can't remember what, when, and uh, mm-hmm. an American guy came up to him and they're like, oh, you guys look like you are uh, like a bit of music. Cause, um, I think my friend's got a ska band kind of tattooed on his arm yeah, yeah, and, yeah, and things yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, oh, I'm, uh, <laughs> what a way to start a conversation. I'm, uh, I'm the it's prom- like, do you, do you like music? <laughs> Do you like breathing? How do you do, fellow kids? You you seem like the kind of person that would enjoy food. So he goes up to them and he's like, yeah. hey, you like music? And they're like, yeah, yeah. And yeah everyone like, does. I'm the promoter of um, uh, Live at the Zoo. Uh, you heard of the festival? And they're like, not really. <laughs> he's like, oh, we got great bands coming. List off the bands. And my friends were like sort of punk rockers at that stage. So they're like, yeah, well, it sounds cool, but we're not really interested. He's like, come on, I'll give you guys a couple of free tickets. Oh, yeah. And they're like, nah, we're cool <laughs> We're cool, thanks. <laughs> then the promoter says... He couldn't even give them then away. Then the promoter said, if you could have a dream festival with the headline act, who would you like to see? And um, Rise Against uh, were a really big band at the yeah, stage, yeah, like yeah, a punk yeah, rock yeah, band. Yeah, and they yeah, said, yeah. probably Rise Against. And he's like, oh, Rise Against the Machine. Yeah, I've heard of those guys, but they're really expensive. <laughs> 
So this promoter doesn't know who Rise Against are so he, he, or this is Rage the, Against the Machine. This is the promoter guy that has written a book. He's written a book yeah. about the uh, about the art of promoting live music events, and yeah. he doesn't know who Rage Against the Machine or Rise Against are. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. Well, he obviously is the guy that you want to buy a book from, and then like build just call your, up, yeah, uh, yeah come do my festival, and man. then build your whole festival plan around genius. But actually, looking at the list of bands who they got, it's actually a pretty fire festival. <laughs> Pun, um, <laughs> bazingo. Um, but anyway, I'll get to the bands later. Blimp. There's so much going on. Oh. Also, at this stage, just nobody was getting paid. Well, there there wouldn't be money to pay anybody because they haven't sold any tickets. That's right. Um, security, car hire, lanyards, graphic designers, just everyone um, were all chasing payment from Peter's new company, Avalon Events. Um, and the, the... <laughs> Is this company still going? No, it's totally gone. <laughs> On the up um, and up. But, um, what's, what's, the say, what's, like the share, connect... what's the share value for Avalon Events currently? It's a, bunch, really of, it's a bunch of dust. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, tumbleweed. Uh, um, you can find all these emails online like of people actually chasing the company. Amazing. It's so good, but I, I just can't read them for probably defamation. I've probably yep. in far too deep with defamation already. Oh, but... well, you know. Anyway, it's pretty insane. So the day comes, underpromoted, overpriced, lineup changes and dropouts, few staff showing up because of no payment or disorganisation. Yeah, you know. Food vendors leaving instantly because they see the place and like, well, we actually can't serve food here. Yeah, it's, it, as I was saying before, it's, it's like detrimental to people's health to attend yeah. this festival. That's how... Desperately, we need to offload tickets. And just terribly, terribly organised. Oh, yeah. Big time. The site on which the concert was held was just covered in sandy soil. <laughs> which, which Monado is just sandy soil. Like it's, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and yeah. it had nothing to actually do with the zoo. It was just a place behind the zoo. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, 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 they, 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 they leapfrogged off of the zoo yeah, aside to try from, and actually promote the Aside from the show, you got right, to the it's... front gate and they're like, all oh, festivals that way, zoos this way, that was it. So... <laughs> They, Brilliant. Um, uh, for those, and everyone knows, like, Monato, this is how yep. it is. And yep. for those from more familiar with the area, they know it's really windy. So there were just these, like, dust so swirls. Yeah, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. Brilliant. As Reddit user... So a real Woodstock, you, you could describe it as a real Woodstock <laughs> yeah, type event. Yeah, a Woodstock-style festival. Yep. As Reddit user Strawettes user recalls, I kind of put out a call on Reddit this week, like, who remembers this? Yes, like, amazing. Some great amazing, amazing. One from uh, Strawettes, thank you very much. He recalls, quote, the campgrounds were fucked. <laughs> it was solid. It was dusty as fuck from memory. And I remember thinking, if it rains, we're all fucked. He really likes the word fucked. <laughs> um... Oh. All these cars, which would pa- parked next to tents, like cars, tent, car, tent. Yeah, yeah, Which yeah. is insanely dangerous. Yeah, yeah, because as soon as someone tries to move their car, yeah. it's a whole set of, yeah, yeah, risk. Um, they wouldn't rained... know that, though, because they didn't care. They were just trying to host a Woodstock-style <laughs> event, festival. right? There were no yeah. cars at Woodstock, man. Just yeah. stop kind of trying to kill our buzz. <laughs> if it rained, all these cars would be sunk. Thankfully, that didn't happen. Uh, the DJ tent was this weird dust bowl that you couldn't be in for more than 30 minutes or you would die of lack of oxygen. That's, <laughs> <laughs> you know, standard for a festival, but, you know, add the dust and, yeah. To quote the ABC News, drug overdoses, cancelled acts, long delays, substandard facilities and allegations of theft and assault plagued the state's first three-day music camping event. And this is why we can't have nice things. This, uh, this is why we can't have yeah, nice this things. Yeah, because we just yeah. let idiots do what they want. But it's but it's not. I, I, I don't think it's the it's not the fault of the punters. It's it's the fact that some absolute knobhead yeah. decided that he could just host a festival with no experience and, and no idea what he was doing. Basically, with promoters like I don't want to um, bag all promoters here, but with concert promoters and gig promoters, it's so often the case. Yeah, I used yeah. to be kind of in the music biz. Um, Thankfully, we had a really good promoter. Um, shout out to Chop Dog Promotions there. But um, yeah, just so many dodgy promoters who just never knew what they were doing. They're like, yeah. oh, I'm just going to set up a website and I'll be a promoter. I'm just going to take a cut of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That not? was their thing. It's, it's that, that mentality of like, how hard can it be? Yeah, that's Ooh. exactly right. And it's like, well... It's extremely hard. It's extremely hard, yeah. And you also, you're completely responsible for the decisions <laughs> and choices you make. And this guy obviously was just like, ah, be a Woodstock-style event. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. 
Uh, no, uh, these, no preps be, at Woodstock, man. Yeah, these things promote themselves, you know. It's all about it's all about the vibe, Word of mouth. man. I'll it's, just give away a bunch of free tickets and I'll just make it's the, the money. vibe of the thing, oh, man. It's, it's the, the vibe. vibe of the thing. People just turn up and they'll have a good time. Remember, like Woodstock when they just break down the fences and just everyone just stormed the stages and had a great time. What if I was to recognise is that like the people that probably put Woodstock together didn't actually make any money because that's exactly what happened. So it's remembered as this great, like, iconic yeah, cultural right. event. But I doubt the guy that would like initially came up with the idea was like, "Well, that was that <laughs> was ching, yeah, ching, yeah." Like, uh, I walked away uh, with 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 a lot of money in the back pocket. It's like, no, like, you know, yeah. it, it was spontaneous and it was all kind of it came out of nowhere and it was brilliant. But you're not going to make money trying to replicate chaos. Yeah, yeah. Due to cost cutting measures, there were only fifty seven toilets on the site. Oh, brilliant for four thousand people. Hey, you know, 57, <laughs> we call this the Heinz model. It's 57 varieties of, of shit. Um, no one else gets to poop. <laughs> the toilets overflowed on the first day. Of course <laughs> they did. They of were not they... cleaned after the first oh, day. Oh, no. And, and a, it was a three-day festival. And there was a severe lack of water. Oh. They ran out of water, toilet paper, and the toilets were not cleaned. Men and also reports of women were just urinating wherever they felt the urge. Well, what else are you going to do? Because we move on to the next issue. There was no security there. In the dusty sand. Oh, wow. Because they didn't get paid, right? So the security just didn't turn up because there was no payment. Yep. Lack of security was a major issue. Uh, To quote another user from the old forum. So they didn't sell any tickets. They couldn't pay for enough toilets, let alone security. So obviously, well, it is. to To be fair to this guy. It is a Woodstock-style yeah, event. Um, I'm going to get into that it's in a bit. Chaos. There's a lot, a lot of comparisons. <laughs> Except Woodstock was good. <laughs> uh, this, this featured Cut Copy and Hendrix. Oh, wow. Cut Copy were... They, well, they were well like a, I'm going to get to the Cut Copy in a minute. Okay. They were in a bit. They, they were... In 2009. In 2000, yeah. Yeah, today, yeah. yeah, they were. I'm going to get were. to the lineup, and I'm like, seriously, like, 2009, even today, it's a good lineup. Yeah. Uh, vehicle searches consisted of checking the eskies, opening the car boot, but not looking at anything under the set of oh, covers well, yeah, you have there. So you just check the esky. So where are they going to put their booze in an esky? Of course, so they're not going to try and hide it somewhere. <laughs> Why would they try and hide Why it? Why would they well, try and hide booze it? that they're bringing into a festival? Yeah. Once people realised how easy it was to sneak alcohol and well, yeah. people into this festival, <laughs> they just <laughs> went back and got their mates and more booze. Well, you didn't need to sneak people in. You could have got a free ticket anyway. Just hang out at the pub <laughs> and Hal come over and offer it to you. If you <laughs> as long as you're a fan of Rise, hey. Rise Against the Machine. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, <laughs> what a fucking deal, though. People were extremely aggressive due to no limit of alcohol they drank. Yeah, and also because they were and like, "Where the hell are? Why the hell aren't Rise Against the Machine playing?" Some of those that bring falses are the ones who bought alcohol in. Oh, oh god! Security po- uh, patrols were never sighted. Tents were jumped on because they hadn't been paid. Vomited on, urinated on, and driven over. <laughs> oh well, we yeah. predicted that already. Yeah, we already did. <laughs> uh, oh god. Um, there were also driven over, I assume, by people who were desperately trying to escape <laughs> the clusterfuck of a festival that they found themselves at. Yeah, the, the, um, there was no cigarette vendor on site. Oh, devastating! Which someone stated led to an odd bartering system between festival it's like, goers. It's prison. It's basically prison. <laughs> it's fucking prison. You it's a like an animal. It's or a, a three-day <laughs> prison festival. In Monato, in Monato, right in next door to Mobilon. <laughs> people in Mobilon are like, "Oh, these guys have got it fucking easy." <laughs> It's like quite literally a three-day prison festival. It's like they couldn't... People didn't want to pay to get in. Uh, there was no security regulating anything. It was just self-regulating and you had to barter for cigarettes. It's like not even a good prison. It's like one of those prisons you see on Banged Up or Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Prison it's, runs it's, it's, yeah, yeah. It's like, uh, yeah, like a, in, stuck in prison in Bangkok yeah, or something or like that. Yeah, or that one yeah. that Adelaide girl's going to now. Yeah. <laughs> oh. uh, uh, what headphones are you using there, Tom? Um, Apparently some Bogans just got word of this uh, (laughs) Came up on the Saturday night Of course they did And just stole sound equipment off the stage While everyone was dancing Yeah, because they're fucking geniuses As if if, you wouldn't do that Yeah, I know, right? Um, There's no security Well, there's no security They've got word, there's no security Heaps of expensive shit just laying around Uh, You don't need to pay to get in Yeah It's anarchy Yeah, toilets are overflowing Oh, getting to the band's point So security was a huge issue um, but bands were coming on early to leave early due to the extreme disorganisation. 
um, uh, or the unsafe stage setups. I'm amazed that more bands didn't leave early. Or the just they were coming on early to leave early. It was like, fuck, we'll just play now. We'll just so play we now. Get so out of get here. Out of here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here so we can playing. drive over someone's tent to escape. <laughs> Coffee's just driving. <laughs> driving over someone's tent, leaning out, grabbing um, a cigarette on the way. At the drive in your tent. <laughs> oh. oh, that's right. Um, or they're also annoyed that the general public could just come backstage whenever they wanted. Because um, there was no security. So, yeah. yeah, many artists had to lock themselves in the car until they had to play for their own safety. Lock themselves in the car and just drive over people's tents to get out. <laughs> the lineup. It's really good. The lineup included Cut Copy. That Amazing. Was the headliner. Yeah, a brilliant band into the, well, still, but yeah, I assume they're still going, but back yep. in 09, they were yep, big. Bliss and Esso. Yep. Tame Impala. Oh, wow. British India. Yeah, right. Something with numbers. Cog Evermore. Hang on, what, what was it with numbers? Something. Oh, okay. Something with numbers. That was Blink-182. They put oh. out. Augie <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <Orgy> March. <clears throat> oh, wow. End of Fashion. Yeah. They had that, uh, oh, yeah. They had like one good song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But like oh. the lineup of amazing bands. <laughs> That's all you need, apparently. Um, like they had amazing local bands as well, like um, Fire Santa Rosa Fire, yeah, Vampires, yeah. uh, yeah, yeah, cool, and cool. Fraud Millionaires and Poetical Justice. Who my band, like those guys, are great guys. We used to play with them a lot. Um, but Why don't you just promote your band some more, Dan? I will. Son of Dad, <laughs> get some scar in you. <laughs> Many acts pulled out or showed up, but never played due to the disorganisation. Because they were like, <laughs> "Fuck, our you. equipment's <laughs> been stolen, and we're hiding in a fucking car." Hoarding cigarettes. A bogan's trying to stab me with a fucking bottle. They're not even allowed to have glasses. And I try to, I want to try to open the door and get out, just mouthful of dust. And mouthful the, of dust. The promoter keeps asking me if we rise against the machine. <laughs> what a fucking, what a fucking nightmare. What a complete dumbass. Okay, but this is the main issue. We've had a whole slew of issues, which for any festival would be. That's it now. Oh, these these are all these are all these are all, these are all major. Uh, you know, in in the world of festival, these are all major buzzkills. The main issue was the security barrier on the main stage. There was no security barrier on the first there's day. No security, so, right? like you said, people were just fucking storming the stage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So they were forced to add one by the like police and liquor licensing people to reopen on day two. But to quote <laughs> a Reddit user, <laughs> and I bet they were like, "Wow, this is political correctness gone wrong." This is supposed to be a Woodstock-style festival, man. And they're like, um, if we don't put a barrier up, people will get crushed to death. It's 2009. Yeah. 60s are gone, brother. Uh, but to quote a Reset user, they bought in some massively flimsy piece of shit. So it was something like... Um, so Peter Garrett got brought in to calm the crowds. I don't know they... But, uh, so this keeps falling down or whatever. Yep. Halfway through British India's set... The organisers took to the stage and were engaged in a heated discussion with the band. Probably something you don't want during a band set. Yeah, you don't want to stop mid, mid-song mid yeah. uh, in order to discuss the uh, security <laughs> arrangements. So the crowd's just confused, like, why is all this stopping? Then the organiser took the microphone and addressed the crowd. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> this is not Rise Against the Excuse Machine. Me, this is not Rise Against the Machine. <clears throat> um, this is supposed to be a Woodstock-style <laughs> event. What the fuck is a barrier doing here? <laughs> Why aren't you all naked? Uh, uh, people could please stop uh, pooing in the toilets. Thank you. <clears throat> Save that for when you get home. Uh, they're quite badly clogged. Um, um, there was, there was, there. Uh, they're quite badly clogged. We've only got fifty-seven toilets, so if you could just tone it down, please. <laughs> Well, there's, uh, there's uh, no food vendors, so you shouldn't be shitting anyway. You guys. shouldn't be Come shitting on. anyway. Um, and um, you know, uh, anyway, I, I, I've said enough. So um, back to the show. Uh, give it up for Rise Against the Machine. So during British India's set, a crane started shifting concrete blocks. A crane? <laughs> Where did the crane come from? Behind the barrier. Hang on, a crane. And the, they said to the crowd... But why was there a crane there? I don't there? know. I so don't know. Did, was the crane left over from when they set up before yeah, the I'd thing? Yeah, I'd assume so. Okay, so, so... Or did some... Tell me that some bogan didn't just get in the crane and just start, like, moving <laughs> things around. So <laughs> well, In my mind, it's like halfway through the festival, someone's like, oh, 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 I think you've missed something here. Well, what, what have you missed? We, we, we filled out all the paperwork. No, there's no security barrier. Oh, shit. All right, bring up the crane. Yeah. They find money to just bring a crane in. 
and just what just just set it up and just get yeah. in the middle of a set what I just, the I just uh, the, like mid song it's just like beep 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 it's just, <laughs> the band's got to play to the beat <laughs> and it's just dropping a barrier down yeah. stay so back they, people they sit on the microphone okay Everyone has to move 10 metres back so we can get the fence up. So like in school, where they're like, okay, front room, row, take two big steps oh, back, please. God. It was like that. Find your accountability, buddy. <laughs> Make sure he's got some cigarettes. So Make sure he's, <laughs> he's done a poo. British India's set was not the same after the well, crane came in. <sighs> after the crane sort of interrupted proceedings. Yeah. <laughs> they were raging against that machine. <laughs> This led to a one-hour delay before Bliss and Esso took <laughs> the stage. One-hour delay? Yeah, so they'd said another thing, and Bliss and Esso are like an w- hour late. <laughs> and resulted in headliners cut copy not playing the festival. So what? the main Why did they not play the festival? They just didn't play the festival. Because they were, they were like, fuck this, this is a mess, I can't do yeah, it. A, a, a range of things. Just okay. they did not play the festival. Okay. So they saw what was going on with the crane, and they were like, <laughs> we're not doing it. Not doing it. We're out of here. Sorry, guys. Okay. Okay. Uh, thanks to another Reddit user who wanted to remain anonymous uh, for the following input on his experience as a volunteer for the day. Oh, this will be wonderful. This is insane. Because you can judge the quality of any business or any organization by how they treat their volunteers. Because if you're not prepared to pay people to actually do a job... You better fucking treat them right. You better treat them yeah. right. But but they're in a situation where they can't afford to pay people to do a job. So their volunteers are their only option to keep this thing afloat. I get the sense that this volunteer is not very happy. I went to some onboarding process at the guy's house a day before the event. At the guy's house? <laughs> the guy's house. Oh, so it's, it's, he's like, don't worry about the crane. <laughs> don't worry. Ignore the crane. That's for the festival. The crane, park on the other side of the driveway so you're not going to get in the way of the crane. You don't get to get that. How many people come to this festival? 10,000. <laughs> don't worry, I got the crane and I got, I got, I got seven portaloos ready to go. <laughs> Ready to rock and roll. Admittedly, I have already clogged up one of them. So that's six six portaloos ready to go, plus the crane. Um, Don't use number three. Yeah, yeah. Uh, number two. I figure we won't need to build a stage. We can just kind of make a sort of a dust castle. I've, I've got these pictures of Woodstock. Now, they're a little grainy because they're from the 60s. This is what it looks like they just for. made like sand castles out of dust, which is what we're going to do with the stage. Um, as I said before, ignore the crane. <laughs> I started off as an artist driver. Hey, also, do you, do you, do you guys know where Rise Against the Machine are? Are they supposed to be here by 6.30? They still haven't arrived. I started off as an artist driver for half a day in return for a free ticket. Okay, so that's a pretty good deal if you're doing a festival. It's like, give us half day work, here's your Yeah, pass. in exchange for a free ticket that they can't give away to other people who are... They're going to people in pubs and saying, have a free fucking ticket. And there's people <laughs> like, you can have a free ticket and if you, you volunteer... You drive everyone around. Oh, you, you operate the crane... <laughs> You don't need a license. You manoeuvre the port lose. Um, Who bought a at plunger? This stage, at this stage, we've, got, we've only got five, unless you can head down to Bunnings and grab a plunger. Um, <laughs> I don't know who clogged the other one. I'm pretty sure it might have been Rise Against the Machine. Um, if you could put... Yeah, uh, also, could you, could you guys give me... Could, could you give me a lift? <laughs> could you give me a lift to the festival? It was that Bob Morello clogging <laughs> the toilet. Rise against the machine. Oh, what a what a fucking dumbass! Oh. Oh. This is my favourite line of this Reddit user's okay. story. Amazing. Yeah. I started off as an artist driver. An artist driver. Four, so borrowing four, a mate's car and yeah. drive. Okay, yeah. Four hours later, I was head of artist management. Oh, <laughs> promotion! After everyone had just walked can you, out. Can you? Also, how good is it that like he's a volunteer and all these years later he's still he's like still clinging to like yeah. his, his oh, title? So he's like, good. Well I was head of us. You could put that on a resume. Put it on LinkedIn, mate. You can <laughs> with Rise Against the Machine next time. Yeah, put it on LinkedIn. It's like I uh, work some major festivals. To rise some Woodstock style festivals as a uh, as a head of artist management. Promoted on the spot. It's like a battlefield commission. It's like uh, I was a sergeant, they made me a lieutenant. Everyone <laughs> else got fucking shot. <laughs> Pretty much. Two ladies and I worked out of a crappy old house on site that smelled like five dead possums. Bad enough to (laughs) gag. That's so well written. All we had was a whiteboard and a few mobile phones. A spreadsheet with the artist. Five dead possums, his house been shitting in the house as well. He's like, I've run out of portaloos, man. I'm just dropping them where I can. I'm dropping landmines where I can. (laughs) We had to get the schedule off the website. They didn't even give him the schedule. (laughs) 
<laughs> they did not give the head of artist fa- management. To, to be fair, are they glad that the, like they're lucky that the website was still running at yeah. this point because if you were the uh, graphic designer, web designer that was, you know, supposed to be having been paid to put the website you together, you would have taken it down. You would you would have taken it down, or just like put a picture of a bum up or something. Like, <laughs> so often happens. It's just like a picture of a clogged portaloo. The head honcho, <laughs> the head honchos were completely incognito halfway through day one. We had various credit cards. We were paying for chauffeur and taxi services, and we just <laughs> their own personal credit cards. So like you got to volunteer, but you got to use your own credit card to pay. We for just it. kept praying they kept working. A bunch of the crew I worked with submitted claims through a government bailout scheme and eventually got paid. The wow, the that is yeah, dark. that is bad. That is very dark. That is really bad. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, the can- um the stages are miles apart. There were no literally, literally miles apart. <laughs> there were no facilities, <laughs> like and little to no security. The campsite was an all-out fucking riot. <laughs> Horrible if you were a sheltered or vulnerable person, but absolute fucking nirvana if you were a balls-out drug-fueled rave fiend. Which you know, let's be fair, are the kind of people that yeah, would go to a Woodstock-style that's festival. Right. Open invite tent orgies. Roving drug sellers singing about their merry wares. Open invite tent orgies. Bonfires, <laughs> fights, you name it. <laughs> <laughs> it's insane. It just descended into anarchy. <laughs> okay, okay. Just say, open invite. Obviously, this is hearsay, but but it, yeah. but it still sounds amazing. Yeah. Um, open invite tent orgies. Bonfires, okay. Yeah, <laughs> probably not. That's kind of cool on camping, I guess. Yeah, yeah, that's probably a... not legal. <laughs> just, just Fire someone, danger season. Someone's just like roasting a, roasting a marshmallow, and it's just next to ten people just banging. <laughs> ten Let's people keep just... it down. Yeah. Trying to listen to Rage Against the Machine. <laughs> rise Against the Machine. Listen to Rise Against the Machine. <laughs> Security didn't rock up on one day because they hadn't been paid. Well, yeah. Uh, so they had to send forty just random people to reopen the festival. This okay, is while, so 40 random people get sent. I'm not sure if it's random people or security crew. Okay, yeah, they're like... This is while... Pick pe- up a fluorescent shirt on your way up and just tell people your security. This is if while... If you see any open tent orgies, try and shut that shit down. Join in or... Yeah, <laughs> yeah those are your two <laughs> options. <laughs> this is while people are living on site. The techno stage apparently was where it was at, though. Okay, okay. The techno stage was a balls out, do whatever they want, party. Total anarchy, there was no security, stage manager, or any kind of management present on any day. Brilliant. Yeah. And like everything I've read kind of online, it's like that was that techno tent, which went 24 hours, which they placed right next to the camping site. So everyone's like, it was impossible to sleep because <laughs> the one thing that goes 24 hours is right next to where people are sleeping. So no one they, can sleep. They shut it down for about an hour while the crane moved some portaloos. <laughs> But in that time, I still couldn't sleep because there was just 10 people banging <laughs> in, in the tent in next door. Tent. In my tent, yeah. It was intense. One of them was my mum. <laughs> oh, God. It was intense. Oh, yeah. Thanks, mate. There were a lot of angry as hell people, though. Tickets weren't cheap for the people who bought them. Yeah. And it got shut down early. Many acts did arrive and were present, but refused to play for security concerns. Well, yeah. yeah. His tying up line, it was awesome fun. <laughs> <laughs> he was a volunteer. Yeah. Well, he was That's head amazing. of artist management. But... Oh, God, he's just like, I don't give a shit. This is great. <laughs> uh, to be fair, he's living the dream. Yeah, it did get shut down early because it was an absolute schmozzle, and it probably wasn't long until someone got seriously hurt. Like nine people, I think, went to hospital for ecstasy overdoses. Um, but that's but standard for a festival. No right? one, yeah, uh, for a, yeah, that's for a three day festival. That's yeah, like, that's that's it's not, amazing that's how no one died. Oh, yeah. It really is. People just fucking running over tents where people are having yeah, sex. Yeah, it's 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 like yeah. There's ten people banging in a tent. You're just like artists are just oh, back. There's, the- there's a Corolla coming through. Yeah, there's a Corolla with with the artist trying to escape from the festival of doom. Yeah, and you're just you know banging away, banging away whilst hoarding uh, um, <laughs> contraband cigarettes. <laughs> Seriously though, if you could get in a time machine and go back in time, well, obviously you'd go and kill Hitler and I'm hoard a bunch of gold first. But then you'd buy a bunch of cigarettes and just drive up there and just yeah, just sell them off a dollar a cigarette. Yeah, laughing yeah. all the way. Well, to that's the probably what they are now, anyway. <laughs> After the event, the premier tweeted, "Live at the zoo was an absolute disgrace." <laughs> You're gonna say the premier tweeted, "Live at the zoo <laughs> was an fucking awesome. was, was an absolute like awesome weekend." <laughs> I got laid. Live at the zoo was an absolute riot. Couldn't couldn't have loved it more. Um, Rise against the machine would bang on. My wife and I are very very satisfied with this Woodstock style event. 
<laughs> Live at the zoo was an absolute disgrace. Chimps could have done a better job. <laughs> Hal returned to the US where he continues to promote festivals to this day. <laughs> of course he did. And states on his website, now I'm quoting Hal here. This, not is, not, this is hearsay. Yeah. In the closing days after the festival, while I was still in town, Peter wanted some of the associate producers to invite me to a lunch so he could assault me. <laughs> What? (laughs) Apparently, Peter's like, hey, everyone who's worked on the festival, can you get Hal to a lunch so I can beat the shit out of him? Oh, really? Okay, okay. Uh, Rather than taking responsibility for his part in in, in the complete mess. Peter Rowe was financially and professionally ruined, stating the festival cost him over $700,000. He played. <laughs> it's just like, how can it? How can it have cost uh, about seven hundred thousand dollars? Okay, that's uh, how much festivals cost. Well, um, of course, of course. Yeah, but like uh, uh, reportedly, like looking at the figures of how much the bands cost. I think cut copy were like seventy thousand at this stage. Like, so it adds up quick. But but it's still like the maths don't add up. Like, why are you why are you getting bands? Why are you telling bands that you can pay them that am- that much know. and bringing them in when you know you've only sold. You'd pull the plug. Surely yeah, you'd just pull the plug. Right. You'd take the loss early and be no, like, all right, you'd put, on a, you'd put on a gig at the Cranker and then move up from there. Fuck. That's what you'd do. He pled guilty to the licensing court over uh, to charges of the disorganized and frenzied event, which was marred by staff walkouts and li- liquor licensing problems before it even began. Judge Mark Griffin said he found it outstanding that someone of Mr. Rowe's inexperience... <laughs> he was talking about the festival. He was like, I found it outstanding. <laughs> found it outstanding. The <laughs> Premier loved it. Full I stop. thought it was outstanding. <laughs> 10 out of 10 would bang again. What, but when's the next live at the zoo? <laughs> when's the next Look, get, get some more barriers and I'll let you off next time. Get the time. Hal guy back. <laughs> get Hal back. You know what? Hal's staying here. Hal can come back for lunch. Don't assault him. And we'll put on, uh, we'll go round two. And you know what? This time, I think we need a couple more portaloos. <laughs> so see if we can get Rise Against the Machine to actually turn up. The judge said he found it outstanding that someone of Mr. Rowe's inexperience would risk his financial security by involving himself in it's such an Obviously event. fucking stupid. And just neglected the attendees' health and welfare. Pretty much. The yeah. prosecution asked for a um, serious penalty for Mr. Rowe. Mr. Rowe was fined $5,000 for these charges. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> That's yeah, it. but, well, okay, like, yeah. surely he would have been, there would have been a bigger issue, he would have been more culpable if someone had actually got yep. seriously hurt. Yep. So obviously nobody got hurt, and that's why he, yep. I'm not saying he gets a free pass because he lost $700,000, but yeah. by his own stupidity, basically. <laughs> Here's the kicker, though. Here's the real kicker. Yep. Everywhere I look, everyone I talk to who's been involved in this festival or yep. attended had an amazing time. Okay. Okay. Anywhere I look online, everyone was like, yep, total shit show. But, <laughs> but I'm was, so glad I went. It was amazing. Including the premiere. Including the premiere. <laughs> total shit show, but awesome. Uh, but everyone who worked on the festival, a lot of quotes on the forum are just like, all I want to know is when I get paid. Yeah, fair enough. One yeah. Reddit One news. of those things that would be amazing <laughs> to attend, but absolute torture to have been the guy running around trying to like herd people yeah. behind barriers. Move the and, gate, move the gate. Yeah, 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 for sure. Reddit user Strawrette states, Hands down, the worst festival I've ever been to, but also the most memorable. <laughs> 10 out of 10 would go again. <laughs> so, what a legend. Look, in a weird way, which we've kind of discussed, Peter yeah. Rowe did get his Woodstock style festival. Yeah, he did. Yeah, because Woodstock was an absolute shit show. But and it the was... weird thing is he, <laughs> he, thought he, he, he thought that was a good thing. <laughs> he thought it would be like profitable. Um, yeah, like we're still talking about it today. People yeah. remember it and people remember having a great time there. Yeah. There was so much controversy involved, and it was, like you said, just total anarchy, and it was Woodstock, and it's an experience a lot of Adelaide will just never forget. Yeah, I guess what's tragic, and what's tragic about it is we'll probably never get another three-day festival <laughs> because right. of what a shit show because it was. Pretty much. Um, but yeah, still amazing. 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 So... That's it from me. I would now love to hear your personal okay, story my personal of connection. Live at the Zoo. So I, I did know the Live at the Zoo story, not all the details that you've just gone through, but I did know the Live at the, Live at the Zoo story. Um, so back in 2008, I was also in a band. So Dan okay. and I both, uh, you know, both play, play a bit of music. Um, I was in a band and um, my bandmate and I, it was a duo. We like played kind of folk acoustic kind of uh, okay. blues and roots kind of style music, mm-hmm. just two of us and you know, sing and play the 
acoustic guitar, um, bit of twelve string, bit of banjo, bit oh, of kind of mixture of all, all sorts of things. You were the Mumford and Sons before. That. We were the Mumford and Sons of two thousand eight. Bang on, um, and we uh, went. My friend's parents had, had just separated; they were getting divorced, oh, and I sad. went. Yeah, yeah, I went over to pick him up. To was it because of the festival? No, no, no. This <laughs> okay, is before good. the festival. Oh, okay. Went over to pick him up um, to go and have a band practice. So I'd pick him up, and then we'd, we'd go over to my place. We'd grab some food on the way, whatever. Um, I drove over to his mum's house and um, his his mum had a friend over. Um, they were having a glass of wine. A uh, guy's name was Peter. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. This is the personal connection. And um, she's like, oh, um, Tom and, and Dan, the guy who was in a band with also called right. Dan, um, this is my friend Peter. Uh, he and he, you know, he, he wanted to have a chat with you guys because he heard you're in the band. And this Peter guy's like, yeah, yeah, heard you guys. I heard you guys uh, play a bit of music. What style of music? And we had a bit of a chat about you know our music and stuff. And we gave him like a demo CD and stuff. And he was you know, wasn't obviously wasn't interested in listening to the demo. Was just like, look. Um, I'm putting on a music oh festival. God. I'm putting on a music festival, um, and um, and I'm really keen to get you guys in on it. Oh my god! And we were like, uh, yeah, sure. Like, you know, tell us a bit more about it. What's it all about? Figuring it would be, you know, three hours in a park. Uh, you know, like a music festival yeah. for the church, or like a music festival, <laughs> like a little barbecue jobby. You know, like yeah, yeah. families and families and you know and friends and stuff like that. A little little bit of fun. We didn't, you know, obviously no expectation that this guy was. Thinking and thinking big scale, and he was like, "No, no, no, no! Like, um, this is big time. This is going to be like a big day out kind of style, oh um, but like a three day festival, kind of like Falls Festival. It's going to be here in Adelaide." And the first thing that we sort of thought was just like bullshit. Like, <laughs> that's not going to work. Like, that that isn't going to work. Anyway, like ninety percent. Well, no, not even ninety percent. Like a hundred percent sure that he was just trying to bang my friend's mum. Yeah, because like recently divorced yep. but he he was married or he was married at the time i think you can read more about this on the website okay we read yeah, more about on this the on the crazy website. person's website because yeah. i then later discussed it with my friend and was like oh yeah uh, she knows that guy but i'm pretty sure he's married i don't know why he's coming he's kind of all of a sudden coming over and like being all friendly and yep, being all chatty yep. um pretty sure he you know this is hearsay again but you know had a had an yeah, interest in my friend's one um and was just trying to be like you know what will impress her? I'll offer getting these kids on the stage. And um, we had to, he gave us the details of it and we were actually planning no. a trip to the to the UK at the time. Oh, so you could have played this. We could have, and we said no. Oh, Tom, you yeah. missed out on Woodstock. Yeah, I know. We said no. And then, um, but, but basically we said no because we didn't think it was going to happen. We were like, utter bullshit there is no way it's going to happen oh my god and because the expectation it sounded so far out of the realms of possibility like cynical you know 18 19 year olds we were like no that ain't gonna happen um and um we were right in a way (laughs) because it didn't (laughs) (laughs) oh i wish you played but we yeah we got the offer and we we had to say no and then like you know six months later when it all kicked off we were like oh shit hang on live at the zoo was that that peter <laughs> yeah peter it was that it was the same it guy and it was the same festival and it was complete clusterfuck oh, and we were basically God. like once it all came out in the newspaper the day after the festival we were like well glad we didn't play that <laughs> locked ourselves in our car <laughs> yeah we would have been locked in the car driving over people bartering <laughs> bartering cigarettes and trying to escape but you could have yes. had an orgy man yeah, yeah like, oh, it could have been an orgy, could have launched our career. But yeah, oh. that's my personal connection. Actually, got offered to play that festival. Oh my god! Uh, yeah, on the like... local band stage, but turned yeah, that's it down, the stage. Yeah, but turned it down because um, it sounded like complete horseshit. And to be fair, it was. Oh well, I wish you played. I wish I went. I <laughs> yeah, just yeah. wish I. S- yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, <laughs> so memorable. And like, like I said, and I've seen pictures of it, and there's a couple of videos online. Um, just looks like you said a complete. Complete schmozzle. Complete mess. Just great. Yeah. Complete mess. So that's our own fire festival. That's our Live at the zoo. We did it first and we did it right. It was our uh, our own Woodstock style festival yeah. for 2008. That's and, it. Um, that's what Joe Rule wanted. I'm off to listen to some uh, Rise Against the Machine. <laughs> Catch you, mate. Catch you.